We are in a fast, ACF is, and the theme for this fast is fast to shine. And I just see that shining happen this morning. It's, it's so good. We've, I don't know how many healings happened this morning, but we've been racking them up each and every weekend of this fast. Physical healings are just flowing. And, and inner healings as well. It's, it's just so good to be in his presence and see him move. What he does with our hearts when he heals our bodies it's amazing. Making us new and fresh. Just give you a little bit of a reminder of where we are. The main text for this fast is from Matthew 5.16. It says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. It's not our light as we sometimes have a con- conception of, It's Jesus' light in us, filling our hearts, going into the dark places of our hearts, illuminating them, and then when that light is in us, it shines through us to others. This is ACF's logo. It's the lantern and our slogan, Be the Light, and our vision, this being a promised land. And that's happening It's happening more and more. If you weren't here a couple weeks ago, I testified that we have more people that have never been churched before in this church right now than we've ever had in the 40 years of our existence. (laughs) Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, yeah, amen. Look at the parking lot. He's working, he's working, he's working. I showed a slide last time I was up here as well. Uh, This is a problems land. There's darkness still here. The promised land is is in the making. It's, It's coming to fruition. His light is shining in dark places and illuminating them, but there's still darkness in the land. And I I referenced these statistics. These are things that I came up with um, as I researched in the last few weeks. There's there's quite a homeless population in this region that we're, we're called to reach. Those of you that may not know, this place is the hub, a spiritual hub. God's designed us to be an epicenter for his light to shine out 75 miles around, a radius stretching all the way around. It goes up into Canada. It goes down south towards Syracuse. It goes to our east, to the Adirondacks. It goes west and covers the fishermen in Lake Ontario. It's a place we're called to reach, and there's problems in it. We have quite the homeless population. There's certain parts in our, in our region that have uh, uh, over a 25% abortion rate. There's parts in our region that for the last three decades, every year the cancer rate has gone up, every year, up, up, up. I, I, I stopped counting at 437 suicides in the year 2022. The, the, the drug death rate keeps increasing. This is a problem's land that God wants to make a promised land. He wants to shine his light in. Before Jesus says, let your light so shine before men, he tells us in verse 14 of Matthew chapter 5, he's talking to disciples. And disciples is just a Christianese word for followers. 
There's a whole multitude that have come and gathered around him on this mountain. He's talking to them and he's talking to every one of us, everyone that will follow him, all of his followers for all of time. And he's saying, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. A city is full of lots of people. Thousands and millions of people. The city that God intends to have is filled with billions of people. It's one church united in him. When that city is where he wants us to be, loving him, the two simple commandments, loving him and loving each other, the light shines to the max. It shines vibrantly. It's brighter than bright when we love him and love each other. There's things that go on in our church, and I'm just going to speak right now on behalf of ACF. Sometimes we're not together, and we might think we're together, but we're not. Not the way that Jesus wants us to be when he says, I pray that they would be made perfect, complete, holy one. As you, Father, are in me, I in them, they would be one, just as we are. Sometimes we get caught up in disagreements about, should we drink alcohol? Should we not drink alcohol? That's happened in this house. We get caught up on where we should put our money as a church, let alone our individual households and our marriages. No, we should go with this one. We should go with this strategic plan. No, we should go with this strategic plan. And these divisions start to arise. And the Lord is just saying over this house, let my diversity that I've created come to the surface. Let it be expressed. Let there be unity in the diversity, not division. I want to make you perfect in one. And not one of us, not one of us has it all. I don't have full revelation and neither do you. We get caught up in discussions. And if we're honest, they turn into dissensions and divisions about end times and various other doctrinal issues. We get caught up in politics, those of us that are blue, those of us that are red. How about just centering on his love, identifying in Christ, his love, Two simple commandments. I said it again and I feel to say it again. Love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, and mind. Love our neighbor as ourselves. It embraces the diversity of a neighbor. It embraces the diversity of another opinion, another idea, another creative influence, and it thrives in it. He is saying his kingdom will be prospered. He's saying the body will be healthy as we unite. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. When we get caught up in the darkness of division, the differences of opinion, the brightness that he intends for that city to be, united in his light, it falters, it dims. 
and all of these issues stay in action. He's designed it so that our light wouldn't be hidden under a basket. It would shine brightly. And he's designed it so that when we are dwelling in one, John 17, the world may know, the world may believe in Jesus. It hinges on our love for him and love for each other. It's not just inside the church. Let me talk for just a minute about interchurch relations. How churches get along with each other. Problems arise. I've come to understand the term denomination to be synonymous with the term division. There's a diversity in the way we express things and the way we interpret Scripture. I want to remind the house, not one of us, not one of us has it all. Not one of us knows it all. Not one church has it all. God pours out his spirit in different ways so that when we have different ideas about what communion should look like, or does water baptism mean sprinkling? Does it mean full immersion? Oh, brother, I can show you that baptizo in the Greek means full immersion. But brother, I can show you. I've worked alongside people that have been sprinkled in baptism, flowing in the Holy Spirit, leading people to Jesus in a real and true way. We have differences about what the Holy Spirit infilling or baptism looks like. What worship music looks like. Should women be involved in ministry? (laughs) This is a house in the specific branch that he's called us to be. We clearly see women being involved in ministry. Holy Spirit working through Reba in that word and that song this morning. Through Pastor Cheryl as she gave that prophetic word and led the house in healing. We judge the fruit. A good tree is known by its fruit. And there's good fruit. Yet, it's not an issue that we should be caught up in. When we get caught up in a lesser truth, like should women be involved in ministry? Should Pastor Josh be teaching this message? Should this certain person be at church? Should we do communion this way, etc., etc.? We're losing focus of the love of God and the love for people. I have a prepared statement, and I just want to share it with you now. Something God gave me on this, on this subject, and he told me to declare it over, over this house. I, Josh, believe there are two major problems that arise when we have differences. Number one, when we consider diversity a sin. And we say something like this, that's wrong and I won't tolerate it. That's wrong if it's diversity. Number two, when we consider sin, diversity. And we say, that's okay. And I will tolerate it. In both instances, there is an absence of God's love. Either we become so religious that no one else is right, 
or we become so tolerant that everything is right and everyone is right. The diversities God has created must be received by his church, while sins must be confronted by his church. The never-failing love of God shines brightly in the unity of diversity, revealing the darkness of sin so that those dwelling in darkness can come to the light. That's Matthew 5, 14 through 16, fulfilled as we come together. Jesus said to a group of Pharisees, those that were religiously entrenched in their view on Scripture, he says, you search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And then he says, these are they which testify of me. Jesus saying it of himself. In other words, we get so caught up in these doctrinal pursuits that we miss Jesus in the room. We miss Jesus filling our hearts. He's called us to be a city that shines brightly. Cities are made of a lot of people. They're also made of a lot of buildings. Individual churches coming together to form one church in Jesus. I had the privilege of sitting down to breakfast with about a dozen ministers this week and we meet this week we meet once a week and or once a month and the question came up what is your mission what is your vision and i listened to four or five of them and these were really good good missions and visions i was like wow that's really good that's well that's well phrased man i like that and they thought the same of ours but then I realized what was really turning my heart on in that moment. It was the fact that every single one of the visions that were shared was talking about loving God and loving people. There was a unity amongst the churches. And that, I want to testify to the glory of God is just a small showing of the unity that we have now in the North Country amongst ministers. There's, there's at least a couple dozen churches now that are getting together on a regular basis and we call each other close brothers, close sisters in the Lord. God is moving. I'll share with you our mission in case you missed it and I hope you didn't, but in case you did, our mission is to live in the light of Jesus Christ Revealing God's love, restoring true hope, transforming lives. But if we're not careful, we miss the very first word in that mission statement. The word our. When we're together, we shine. We shine brightly. When I was in Brazil, Dean and I were there. We had the privilege of working with people that call themselves Pentecostals, people that call themselves Presbyterians, Methodists, Catholics, Baptists, Charismatics, and a couple others. There were 120 of us that all came together to minister from around the world and from around those different churches, from those different denominations. We came together and the Holy Spirit moved. Hundreds of people came to know the Lord. 
Thousands of people were physically healed. Thousands of people received healing in their, in their souls. It was awesome. The lead pastor there, Paolo Mazzano, he remarked over this group. He said, this group is remarkable. The unity that is here, it's, it's so obvious. Normally we have little, this one trying to teach this denomination how to pray, and this one teaching this denomination how to pray. But you have come together in the love of God, and it shows. Just a testimony of how this is supposed to work. And I, I believe it's working. I believe it's working in this house. But he's calling us to shine even more brightly, even more brightly. Those little things that, that take away from the perfection that he's called us to be. One, perfect in one. He's putting his finger on during this fast. He's shining his light in our hearts so that we can shine more brightly. I'm going to show you one more verse. But before I show you that verse, I need to quote the verse before it. Paul writes the Philippians, the church in Philippi. He says to them, it's a very encouraging letter. It's a very encouraging letter. Probably his most affirmational epistle. But he says to them in verse 14 of chapter 2, do all things without complaining and disputing. Let the Lord's light shine on our hearts. He follows it with this verse. That you may become blameless and harmless. Children, not a child, not singular, children, plural, of God, without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you, plural, collective, my body, shines as lights in the world. That's God's will for us. I'd like to have you stand to your feet. I'm just going to pray over us and open the service up to prayer. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up and just lead us in song as we minister. I feel in my heart that when God tells us to fast to shine. It's really expressed as fast to be one. One with him, intimacy with him, and it's impossible, saints, it's impossible to be close to him without being close to each other because he loves us all. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord for paying the high price so that your love could be received in our hearts so that we could love you like we're designed to love you leaving behind sin and stepping into your love and that as we love you we can love each other Wherever reconciliation has been an issue, wherever division has been an issue in this church, in between this church and other churches, in between us as individuals and others, thank you that your love is revealing it and your love is making it possible so that we can go beyond the bitterness. We can go beyond the jealousy. We can go beyond the judgment. 
the unforgiveness, the pain, the hurt. Your love right now, just cleaning that up and sowing seeds, sowing seeds of love to clean it up as the process unfolds. We bless your love in our hearts and we bless your love to flow through us in Jesus' name. Amen. As they sing, I just want to invite you to come forward if you want prayer for anything. Amen. A brother just quoted, if you didn't hear it online, we just had a, uh, an exhortation, but I believe it's a prophetic exhortation from Psalm 133, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil that fl- flowed down Aaron's beard. It brings refreshing. That's what we're seeing, and that's what we're going into in Jesus' name.